Welcome to Museums in Strange Places. I'm your host, Hannah Hefman, and this is a podcast about Icelandic museums and museum culture. I mean, when I went to the uh, old town in Aarhus, I, I kind of had the feeling that we should just close our Baroque Museum. I mean, <laughs> we're never going to top this. This is just too perfect. You're listening to a bonus episode. Yay! <laughs> I hope it tides you over until episode two, which is an interview with Black Elf, the curator of the Icelandic Punk Museum here in Reykjavik. In the most recent episode of Museums in Strange Places, I visited the Aurbær Open Air Museum in Reykjavik to chat with Sigurlöger Ingolfsson, the museum's project manager. At the end of the interview, we got to talking about open-air museums elsewhere in Europe and what makes an open-air museum memorable. One other subject we touched on was admission prices in museums. I know this is a somewhat hot topic right now, so let me know if you agree or disagree with Sig's opinion by sending me a tweet at Hannah underscore RFH. That's Hannah with an H underscore RFH. Also, <laughs> by the time we got to this subject, both of us had forgotten to stay still or close to the microphone. Rookie mistake. <laughs> so excuse the sound quality for this bonus round with Sig. We, vi- we visited open air museums in, in Denmark this June, a group of us. We went to the Den Gamleby, uh, the old town in Aarhus, which is probably the best open air museum in the world, in my opinion. What I was fascinated, most fascinated about was the fact that they built a new ni- 1974 part of, of the village. There's a shop, there's a hair salon, there's an apartment, a kindergarten. There's actually a bookstore. And of course, a big thing in Denmark, they had such a liberal laws towards pornography that you go in and there's an adult section and you go in the adult section and it's just hardcore pornography. In the museum? Yes. There's no member of staff. I could have been 10 year old looking at this very 1970s <laughs> hardcore pornography. I mean, hardcore pornography. The next building I go in, we, well, my colleague was there with me, and we go into this building and it's a jazz club. Smoking is in public spaces is illegal in Denmark as in Iceland. You go in there and it's just full of smoke. People drinking beer, smoking jazz. This is wow. a museum. This is a museum. And I felt I was being transported to a different world it was so unreal and we sat down there and we had well he had i had to drive the car so he, <laughs> he had the luxury of having a beer and we were just so- soaking in the atmosphere it felt such a fantastic idea to to make open air museums relevant because the other part of the old town is set in the 18 something 1860s maybe 50s then there's a 1920s section and then there's a 1974 section, and they're actually building a 2012 quarter. It kind of brought the truth home that to attract young people, or in this case, people who remember the 70s, this is the, the best way to get them in. When we go to a museum set in the 1820s, 
we have no personal recollection of anything. We never experienced using anything. And perhaps that is why there is a more growing gap. The history we're telling is going further away from us. I'm I'm fascinated by this idea of like using vice as as a way to connect with the spirit of the past. But I imagine a lot of people are probably going to be offended when they see it. But I think we have to take the spirit for it. You know? yeah. that, that this is how it was. Well, you came away talking about it, so I, I guess did, that's yeah. what matters, right? Yeah, it was a highlight. I mean, when I went to the uh, old town in Aarhus, I, I kind of had the feeling that we should just close our Baroque Museum. I mean, <laughs> we're never going to top this. This is just too perfect. We, there should be a sign out throughout. Go to Aarhus, see that museum. <laughs> this is crap. Then I go to the other museum and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're doing something good. Yeah, I mean, we're doing way better than these guys. Uh, but uh, the old town in Aarhus, if you haven't seen it and you're an open-air person, I think it's a must. It is a must. I go to a lot to Britain. I love Britain. But I see museums in Britain have gotten very stale. They haven't changed a great deal. They put the exhibitions up in the 1980s. They looked probably fantastic then. Down the road, 25 years down the road, 30 years. They look pretty stale. One thing I noticed, a lot of the museums in Britain have free admission. And perhaps that's the drive people need. If you give them free admission, they probably expect less. If you have admission fee, people want to experience something. So you probably all have to stay ahead of them by improving the exhibitions, putting up new information, putting up something. Another thing I noticed, we went to Copenhagen. No, it was in Stockholm, but it was a conference on open-air museums in Scandinavia. Uh, one of the open-air museums has just beginning to charge fees for admission. Previously, it had been free. And all of a sudden, they realized they need events, they need attractions, they need something. They need something to lure people in. I, I'd been to that museum maybe 10 times the size of this one, over 100 buildings, but nothing happened. You go in one building after another, you never meet anyone, and it's rather dull. But all of a sudden, there's a fee, you need to attract people, events, put people in costumes, put people in houses, put people to work, you know engage with the visitors. That's the key. I went to Skansen, which is, of course, the mother museums of all open-air museums in Stockholm. I was a little bit frustrated when I came. There were a lot of buildings closed. Each building I was able to enter, there was a person there. And after a while, I, I, I noticed that only buildings with persons were open for a reason. They wanted you to engage in conversation with mm. the person. They didn't want you just to go in Take a look, go out. They wanted you to meet someone who tell the story of the house and explain this and explain that. I ended up spending maybe a couple of hours, three hours there, just talking to people. I think we have to look at it like a business. I think it's it's important to look at it as a business. You want to attract people and you want to get good reviews. You, you, you want to kind of stay ahead of the expectation of the visitor. And I think uh, that's the drive you need uh, to, to improve. The museum. I sometimes want to say to the people who are doing the, the research and the collection, all these things, you know, who are, oh, tourists, oh, let's hide. You know? <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for people who, came, who come and visit the museum, we'd be all out of job. We need to generate a product that people will come and see.